This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real English. Here's your host, Martin Johnston. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English. Episode number 317, baby. Oh yeah. And in today's episode, we talk about British history. Yes, that's right. Rock and Roll English now is branching out and talking about history. And I talk to Charlie from the British English podcast. He's been on quite a few times now, so you should know him. But if you don't, obviously go and check him out. Anyway, before we begin, just some housekeeping stuff. So I have been a very, very busy boy recently, okay? Because I have made a whole new mega vocabulary course, okay? Now, you know I like to be different from the crowd. I don't like to do what everyone else is doing. So I have created a truly, truly unique course because it is called the no study British English vocabulary masterclass. As I really thought about vocabulary and my experience as a learner, all of the research I've read, and I have come to the conclusion that studying vocabulary is almost useless. I say almost because obviously studying is useful, but it's not the natural way we learn. The natural way we learn is through repetition, hearing words very often, like the word key, a key for the car. You have heard that word many times, so you just know that word. The problem with advanced vocabulary is we don't hear it very often because advanced words are just not that common, so we forget it. So this course makes advanced vocabulary very regular, very common. So you naturally remember it. And the whole point is you do not need to study for the course. It will all be delivered via podcasts, short podcasts under 10 minutes, and it will constantly, constantly repeat this vocabulary, obviously in R&R stories. But more to follow about that course tomorrow. I have also updated my jungle listening course and I am now selling exclusive R&R family podcast episodes. Now, you can find all three of these things on my website, the jungle listening course, the new vocabulary course and these family podcasts. But I am running a huge, mega, ridiculous Black Friday sale where I am selling all of these three things together for a ridiculously low price. But wait for tomorrow's podcast to hear more about that. I have made a specific episode for that tomorrow. So let's get back to today's podcast where I talk to Charlie about British history and obviously lots of other completely random stuff. So here is the episode. Happy listening. Hello, Charlie, and welcome back to Rock and Roll English. Hello, Martin. Thank you very much for having me. Lovely to be back. A pleasure as always. And obviously, we need to mention married man now. How is married life? Yeah, married man. Got a ring on my finger. Uh, Yeah, it's pretty similar to the last (laughs) 10 years of our lives together. But uh, there's a certain comfort to it, a certain nice 
warm, fuzzy feeling that we had for about three weeks. And then uh, we had to move flats and that was a bit stressful. So it kind of burst the bubble. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. But warm, fuzzy feeling. I, I agree. That is there. That when I got married, I think was when I felt like a grown up for the first time. I kind of thought yes. I am now officially a grown up. Yes. Yes. I think that helped me feel a bit more mature as well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Can I just ask, how are you? Always fantastic. Okay. Always fantastic. I like to tell people that, but the reality is <laughs> surviving with two very young children. Yeah. How's that going? Best not get into that. Although I did go to the gym for the very first time in more or less a year. Actually, yesterday and today as well. So two days in a row and very I'm starting good. to feel like a human again, yeah. which is good getting the burn nice um kind of any any kind of specific exercise that you're doing not really lots of just jumping up and down i go to the classes because that way i've realized i like to be told what to do because if i go to the gym i have to decide right am i going to use this weight am i going to do this but if i go to a class it's do this do this do this the embarrassing thing is because i have to go at 6 30 in the morning Oof. and because it's the only time of the day where children are still sleeping and not trying to kill me so I go really early in the morning and there are specific classes at that time so started yesterday with um what's it called legs bums and tums so (laughs) (laughs) were you the only guy I can confirm I was the only guy and this isn't even before I went to this class and it even happened again the instructor at one point, he's trying to motivate everyone. And he just said, come on, girls. And then he actually, <laughs> I noticed it, but I thought, don't say it. And then he said, oh, sorry to me. And like made a big thing of it. Oh, sorry. It's normally just women. <laughs> I was just like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> That's really, really funny. Um, yeah. yeah, legs, bums and tums. That is traditionally for females. But, uh, you know, I'm, we can't be that sexist can we exactly okay let's 2023 okay so <laughs> legs bums and tums is all right for but, for men too yeah but i do agree about the classes it's taken me 10 years to realize that it really helps yeah. that that social pressure of not giving up on like a plank or something for 30 to 60 seconds when people are around you are much yeah. more likely to try exactly. a bit more and you have a specific time to mm. be there and if you don't go to the class, you get an email from the gym saying you get three strikes, three strikes and you're out. Oof. So you have to go to the class. So I like that. But one thing I wanted to mention, actually, when you mentioned about being married and you showed me your ring, how are you getting on with the ring? Because that took me a long time. It took, in fact, until my daughter was born, I actually never wore my wedding ring. Oh, really? <laughs> because I, I would sometimes wear it going out, but I just kept forgetting to put it on. And because I, I had never worn a ring in my life and it was a a really weird thing to start doing. I'm very interested to understand what the relationship between having your first child and putting your ring on was. Was that something? Because in Italy, where our first child was born, you have to stay there for three days in the hospital so I put it on before I left and I just kept it on because normally I would always put it on go out take it off 
come back but because I was in hospital for three days obviously you're not going to take it off in hospital you might lose it so I kept it on and then I had it on for three days solid for the first time and then just thought right well I'll just keep it on now right okay I thought it, it might maybe be something you, to do with you know you're with a child and you feel like you, you want to be identified as the father and maybe your traditional mind is like oh well I've got to show that I'm married maybe yeah that maybe would have been a better answer to say like I wanted to feel like a united family yeah. or something but yeah. really it was just well I've got it on now I've had it on for three days I'll just leave it on yeah um no I took to it like a duck to water I really really enjoy having it on and I've okay. had it on pretty much the whole time apart from when I go to boxing classes that I've just started oh now that's a real man <laughs> that's not legs bums and tums is it <laughs> But I, I was going to a gym in a very posh area with yummy mummies, they say, and right. uh, just doing these boxing classes with them. So I felt very, you know, what that would lead to. Um, I felt very comfortable in that scenario. And then I've just moved to Tooting um, and I've gone to a local boxing club and I went on the wrong night and it was a sparring night. And I ended up doing 12 rounds of sparring with these mental guys that really really enjoy thumping everyone and uh yeah the next day i woke up really bruised all over my body yeah on the sparring thing my friend told me he went to a boxing thing once so for people that don't know sparring it's you have to box and hit people but not it's not real real fighting is it it's yeah it's kind just of, touching up kind of yeah yeah but still punching yes and he said that he was doing this with a woman and he felt quite uncomfortable doing that. And the instructor was really trying to push him to punch the woman in the face. <laughs> and he was <laughs> like, I don't feel comfortable doing that. <laughs> yeah, well, I actually, so of one of those 12 people that I was partnered with, one of, one of them was a woman and she had rather large, a rather large chest area. And <laughs> I didn't know, is that is that something that we can hit? Because it's, it's quite a big part of just bodio. Like if you're not doing head shots, I, where can Absolutely. I where can I go? I don't know what the rules are. I didn't know I go either. To legs, bums, and tums. <laughs> so what do I know? Although I do have some history boxing. When I was oh, yeah. a very young child, from about four to six, I went boxing, and I tell you, I saw a picture of me when I was about five, and I was built like a brick shit house. <laughs> so that basically means I was extremely muscly and i honestly think those muscles have remained the same since <laughs> i was five that was the peak of my physical are you saying the legs bums and tums hasn't helped <laughs> <laughs> only first day only first day but yeah i that was the peak that i hit when i was five i just peaked too soon yeah. but obviously when i was five you know going into school i was getting all the girls but Things went downhill pretty quickly. Wow. Yeah. Muscular at five. That's impressive. So uh, we are going to start with this podcast. Let's okay. So um, let's jump into the pod. And so Charlie inspired me because for Charlie's podcast, we're going to record something about history. So I thought, right. Okay. Let's talk about history. And I thought we could go back through the ages, through the decades and just talk about things that happened, important things, certainly in British history, okay, um, in these decades. So we're going to start from the 50s because the 40s, you know, 
wasn't wasn't a great decade i don't think for anyone so we're going to move into the 50s and the first question is always if you think of the 1950s what do you think of what do i think of well as you said so the 40s they've just finished world war Two, so they're coming out of that so baby boomers are starting to be born i guess um and and so uh women and men are fighting for what jobs they want maybe because i remember that in our history classes like they were saying that was the first time where women started to realize that it's actually probably quite fun to ride a tractor instead of just be in the home i forgot to mention at the beginning of this podcast that i actually don't really know anything about history okay (laughs) so (laughs) i have done five minutes research research and i do have a few things on my list that's not on the list so (laughs) i have no recollection of that okay obviously it was a long time before i was born as well right Um, but yeah so so i i think yeah women starting to get their own independence um and i think did the TV start? No, no, not TV. Colour. Colour TV. Was that in the 50s? That, okay, I've done my research. Very late 50s. I think 59, right. something like that. So I actually associated that with the 60s. Actually, uh-huh. oh, no, sorry. I got my dates wrong. It was the end of the 60s. So it was the 70s where TV colour really came in. But the, the big event in Britain was the Queen's coronation oh, in the 50s. Okay big um because her dad died apparently so Mm -hmm. he must have died young because i remember when her mum died and i was working at a supermarket in england when i was about 16 and i will never forget the supermarket i said like see you tomorrow like coming into work and they said no tomorrow we're closed because the queen's mum died and i remember thinking the Queen's got a mum. Because <laughs> like, I th- even then I thought she was about 90. And I th- I thought, well, why is she not the Queen? But I thought, right, well, brilliant. I've got a day off work and paid. So loving it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did watch The Crown for the first couple of seasons. Um, I would like to get back to that, actually. But uh, I think I remember that. Yeah. I mean, I feel a bit ashamed that we both <laughs> don't know the facts of this. Yeah, he died young. Yeah, really young. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, well, obviously we've covered everything from the fifties there, so <laughs> we've leave no stone unturned. <laughs> so we move into the sixties. What do you think of? Okay, sixties makes me think of only hippies. That's the only yes, thing I think of. Course. of. The, the swinging sixties, as yeah. they're known. The flared trousers were they then? I associate that with 70s. Yeah. But again, don't, okay. don't listen to me. I'm an idiot. <laughs> okay. No, yeah. Hippies. Yeah. Hippie Definitely. Movement. And apparently the, the Summer of Love, I've heard a lot about this. Apparently that was in 67. I don't, I didn't do enough research to find out why it's called the Summer of Love. Okay. I was going to ask that. And was <laughs> it only one summer? Well, apparently, yeah. It's the 1967 was the Summer of Love. So, uh-huh. well, it must have been a great summer by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but obviously you had the Beatles, the Rolling Stones coming out big. And another big thing, I'm sure you've heard about this, the Great Train Robbery in England. You heard about that, yeah? It's been a while since I've heard about that. <laughs> I think it does ring a tiny, tiny bell, but I'd love to be reminded 
if not told afresh. So I do have some, a little bit more info on this than I do about the summer of love in 67. So a train was going and obviously had lots of money on this train. And these people, I think there were like 10 of them, something like that, somehow managed to stop the train and steal 2.6 million pounds in 1960 something. Now, my first question is, what is a train doing with 2.6 million? Like that's cash as well. Can you imagine taking that much cash? Yeah, that's insane. I bet. I mean, compared to nowadays, they did use cash a bit more. Yeah, but I just, I just can't imagine a train with two point six million, and actually having enough people to to take it. That's literally just throwing it in bags. That must have been absolutely mental. Two point six um, million. Are you assuming it's all in pound coins? <laughs> I think in fifty pound notes, it could be like what half a crate. No, but maybe even less. Maybe like. 10 suitcases 10 suitcases of 50 pound notes okay but so that happened yes in the 60s and then they actually got away with it at first wow which that was obviously they got caught and there was some guy called ronnie biggs he was quite famous ronnie biggs again a little bell has just gone off but i can't say any more about him i remember this because when he died in 2013 apparently so he after he went to prison he escaped and went to live most of his life in Brazil, came back in 2001. And I think I remember that as well. And because obviously people like crime stories, don't Mm. they? And he actually became like a bit of a hero for like this train robbery. And people didn't want him to go to prison, but they still sent him to prison. Wow. Do you understand why the psychology of the, the general population, why they would not want him to go to prison? No idea. But another thing in the 60s were the, the Cray Twins. The Heard twins. of these? No, no, I don't think Have so. Not? No, oh, I, I thought I was bad. <laughs> um, so these were two twins that apparently ruled London in the 60s, kind of like gangsters. And again, became very famous and people actually started to like them, even though they had actually killed people. Like, it's a very strange... And they, they've got loads of books because I read a few of those books when I was young because I thought I was a bit of a gangster. Those I mean, muscles reading went the books, to your head. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, except reading the books. Maybe I was a gangster in my bedroom. I wasn't doing much else to um, to show that I was a gangster. Is there anything... One other th- sorry to interrupt, but was, was there anything that could suggest that you thought you were a gangster outside of your bedroom? Sometimes when I was 17, driving in my Vauxhall Corsa, I used to listen to Dr. Dre yeah. really loud. Nice. And, uh, move my head up and down. Windows open? Of course, yeah. <laughs> well, generally, only when I was going fast, and then when you got in traffic and people could actually see you then turn the music down yes respectful a respectful gangster (laughs) yeah that that was me me all over respectful gangster nice but apparently as well john lennon got an mbe which i don't really know what that member of the british empire i think Mm -hmm. like a bit down from a sir and he actually returned that to i don't know the queen in protest of the British government supporting the war in Vietnam. Now, if mm-hmm. I thought John Lennon was a legend before, the fact that he has said no to that, I just love him even more. Because I still say to this day, I mean, the chances are low that I'm going to get hey, an MBE. Come or on. Be a, it sir. could happen. It could happen. <laughs> it could. But if it did, I would tell the king to shove it up his ass and turn it sideways. Ooh. I would. I would refuse it. 
I would okay. refuse it. You'd refuse it on the day or you'd refuse the build up towards it? Would you want him to be in person and then be like, nah, go away? I, I, I'm, not, I'm not that much of a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I a respectful he, I gangster. He, I think when, when they give you those things, they also have a sword, don't they? So I wouldn't want to say no to him if he's got a sword in his hand. Yes, that's true. That's true, yeah. So, so yeah, def- definitely before. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So we're on to the 70s. Okay. What do you think of? 70s. 70s. Um, oh, God. What do I think of with the 70s? So the hippie movement has just happened. Um, technology? Is there, any, is there any advancement in technology in the 70s? I don't really... Well, I think colour tv is the the big one because in the 60s was still generally black and white right noted by the fact when england won the world cup in 66 yeah black and white yeah right 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 what about disco i think that was then exactly what i was thinking of yeah Yeah. well yeah obviously came i think from america that saturday night fever Mm. and that's where i think the flares come in so that's that's what i think as well um, and the the punk scene started with the sex pistols who again were very much anti-establishment and yeah. very controversial because apparently in the same year as the queen's jubilee so she's already having a jubilee in the 70s yeah. here which is pretty crazy they released a kind of anti-queen song oh. and did not go down very well at all. Anti the Queen or anti the band Queen? <laughs> no, uh, anti the Queen, Her Majesty. <laughs> Did Queen were, were Queen later? They were the nineties, weren't they? Eighties, I believe. Eighties, because in the eighties, the big thing was the concert, that Live Aid thing yes. that they did at Wembley. So big in the eighties, mm. um, and then the seventies finished with Margaret Thatcher taking over. Okay. Yes. 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 Gosh, how many years was she in power until 1990 yeah a long time and that's when obviously now we'll move straight into the 80s obviously a great decade because i was born were you born in the 80s (laughs) no i was born in four months into the 90s see i always had a rule i am now starting to reconsider this rule but that i couldn't be friends with anyone born in the (laughs) 90s i my wife luckily just made it because she she was born in November eighty nine, right? So right, she yeah. If, well, she was if a you whisker were, away, yeah, she was. If you were if you were to come for dinner with us, maybe you could have a three way conversation with with my partner because she was similar. She was December eighty nine, but right. I would be the April baby that is just blocked off. Maybe I could be your chauffeur. <laughs> yeah. Because, well, in, in the 80s, it, it was all happening. So what, what do you think of when you think 80s? Uh, space race. Space race? Space race. Yes, I think the space race happened then, didn't it? When, when did... To, no. to land on the moon. That was the no, 60s, that was the I 60s, believe. wasn't it? But the NASA did some stuff in the 80s, I think. <laughs> now, you will not find a better history podcast in the world. NASA did some stuff in the 80s, didn't they? <laughs> I think it was the space shuttle. So that was a big change for them to be able to reuse a vehicle. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind of the 80s is Ghostbusters because that that was massive. I actually remember going, queuing up at the cinema, waiting outside the cinema in the rain to go and watch Ghostbusters. So that must have been, I looked at Ghostbusters 2 came out in 89 where I was probably about four and a half, five-ish 
And so that is a memory I have. And just think about that queuing up outside a cinema to watch a film because it was the day it was coming out like when would that happen now sorry how old were you then well i was born in 84 but the end of 84 so unless it was november 89 so i would have been five maximum right okay so you were five and you were queuing up to watch ghostbusters that's an investment. It's impressive that you understood how much you wanted to watch it. But I guess at that age, people are really keen on things like my little, my niece. She's really keen on, what is it, Elsa? Is that the one? From, I, I'm pretty good with this stuff now. Yeah, Frozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She would probably queue up. Yeah. I don't know if, the, if that happens. Things just felt bigger back then. And we'll come to this in a minute, but in the 90s, so films like Jurassic Park and Titanic just seemed mega now it could be an age thing but i just don't when was the last film as big as that uh i think what what you're confusing correct me if i'm wrong but i think you're confusing the big blockbuster movies being few and far between and there's not much noise in between now we've got netflix releasing huge films every other week pretty much so it's more regular Don't you think that's the difference? Well, maybe because of that regularity, it just doesn't feel so big. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, there are other ones. Like if I think of films in the 90s, like Home Alone, Jurassic Park, um, Titanic, they just seemed massive. And like the build up to it just seemed huge. And like everyone seemed to be talking about it. Everyone would buy the video for Christmas. It just seemed massive. Whilst now I just... I don't know. I'm just. But uh, I don't know if it, it's an age thing or that I'm just out of touch. No, I I I double down on my thought there because they don't have enough time and space to talk about something so much, and everyone's got their niches now. Everyone's in their own little rabbit holes online that they don't really have this communal spirit of building up to going to watch one particular thing. I think if we were to replay that whole thing. Oh, I don't know. Do you think as many people would be interested in Titanic when they've got all of these YouTube channels that they prefer to watch? That is a very good point. I think you have hit the nail on the head with that one. Yeah, I don't know. Very good point. Yeah, it, I mean, I, I enjoyed those moments. I think the first film that I saw was uh, Goldeneye, James Bond Goldeneye right. in the cinema. I, th- I think I've told you this before. I have actually never seen a James Bond film in yes, my whole life. Yes, you have, yes. And so since that conversation, you still haven't dared to. Part of me doesn't want to now. Like maybe I do want to. I'll still say no, just because it's something, it's like a thing you can pull out at a party. Yeah. Almost. (laughs) Discussion point. Discussion point. (laughs) And Just imagining like there's a lull in conversation and then you're just like, so I've never seen a James Bond film. What? Oh, just wondering if you were wondering. Yeah, I've never seen one ever. (laughs) If there's an awkward silence and then I come out with, I've never seen a James Bond film, it's going to get people's emotions going. <laughs> people will be angry. People will be surprised. It does. And things will start moving. Yeah. So yeah. It's, yeah. it's a good thing to have. It's true. Okay, so I am going to continue this conversation with Charlie in the members area. Remember, if you want to become a member of the Rock and Roll English family, just go to the website and click membership. Then you will be able to hear us talk about the best decade ever 
the 90s. Then we actually talk about some serious stuff like our family background, social status kind of thing. We obviously talk about the noughties as well, things like 9-11 and also my folding skills. Folding clothes, I mean. Yes, just an example of the random things we talk about. So we are not going to do a vocabulary recap today because the podcast, we had nearly five extra minutes of conversation. Did you notice that? I'm not sure. But for R&R family members, don't worry, because we will focus a lot on this next week. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Remember to check out my podcast tomorrow where I'm going to tell you about my new vocabulary course and Black Friday offer. So thanks, everyone, for listening. I will talk to you very soon. But in the meantime, just keep on rocking, baby. Thanks so much for listening to Rock and Roll English. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rockandrollenglish. We'll catch you next time.